Hello and welcome again. Uh, we have a nice slice of wasted show that's tossed out the window. So this week we will not be having a lore card because that is what just happened um, where uh, the source on Rhino's audio was uh, was screwed up again. And uh, I didn't catch it before we started the show because I was in a rush to get started. That is on me. I'm sorry about that. We will be, uh, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> it'll be a little bit shorter. It's no big deal. So there's a lore card and we can just discuss it a little bit now. Um, yeah, there was some good meat and potatoes that we got into, but it's yeah. okay. It's yeah. Cool. So, we'll so I'll hour. just put it, I'll, we'll I'll put it back on screen. I'll put it back on screen. So it's, it's lethophobia and it's the fear of oblivion, the fear of non, non-existence. And, uh, the Ahamkara have it. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. there's this idea that there, there's this idea that, you know, they're afraid of dying and, and not existing and they feed off of human desires and wishes. And that's really their life force. And at the end of everything, um, what does that mean as far as the Ahamkara go, goes? You know, it's like what Anon was pointing to is they know they're in a video game and they know they need us and we don't particularly feel like we need them, but the other counter argument to this is, is uh, alethophobia, which is a, a concept that's used even more. Uh, and it's this idea of being scared of the actual truth, right? Or the truth and, and facts of knowing something. So lethophobia being used here uh, is interesting because it wrestles with the ahamkara. It's a weapon we get from you know, Mara and Riven uh, activity. And the flavor text comes from a uh, book. Um, mm. And it's called the, it's a, a poem from a book. Uh, and it's called the uh, vanity of human or the fut- the vanity of human wishes is basically what it is. Um, mm-hmm. And it's this concept that no matter what we do in this life uh, at the end of everything, you know, it could just it could just be our own our own fate of our own fool you know fate of the fools uh type of uh of a concept so it's the vanity of human wishes if you want to look it up it delves yeah. into various aspects of human life um but it, it it it's the pursuit of desires and this inevitable disillusionment that follows wonderful I'm sorry. Uh, that's, <laughs> okay. That is that is completely on me. Like of of all the like, I understand that we're not the most professional, but of all the things that like I yeah. do try to always do is I always try to make sure that everything is is ready as it can be before the show, and that was the one thing I didn't do. Um, what I did do is get three weeks of uh, notes about this season so far and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna rush through these because uh what what i said previously i'll say again i have a okay. theory and i think it's a good one i know you are gonna love it i i absolutely know you're gonna love it and uh i brought it up to my clan this morning and uh they had uh mentioned <clears throat> um a clanmate of mine had kind of like uh springboarded on it a little bit and and i feel like they they put it they 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 made it their own and put it in much better uh uh 
full words, you know, like they, they really, they really helped improve it. Um, yeah. And so let's, let's get into week one of season of the wish. Uh, so we make our way to the dreaming city to summon Riven's spirit, but the soul device of Vex are trying to stop us. Once we summon her, she refuses to grant our wish, but offers an exchange for offers uh, to grant it in exchange for gathering her hidden eggs. So we go to the helm. Mara has this whole setup, just uh, extremely. Um, what's a good word for it? Just like ex- I don't know a better word than extra, but I don't want to say extra. <laughs> but yeah, she's yeah. got her. She really made herself feel at home. And uh, so throughout these these weeks, they've been talking about the Dreaming City curse a few times. So Mara brings up the Dreaming City curse and confirms there's no breaking it, then sends us to on the path to get the 15th wish granted. And so uh, the 15th wish has been like this thing for a while now. Um, and for the longest time, it was my belief I feel like pretty solid belief that the 15th wish was the last wish, which was the wish that Riven granted to Savathun that created the Dreaming City curse. Mm-hmm. I guess that's no longer the case. Uh, and so then we have our first mission of the season. <clears throat> we go into an echo of the Dreaming City, and this is Riven's lair. It's filled with traps, and when we get to the end, there is no egg to retrieve. And so this echo is actually also um, the location that we go into in the coil missions. Uh, so what are your thoughts about the coil missions? We'll, we'll, we'll pause there for a minute. Yeah, sure. So um, first, first off, like the coil as an activity is pretty fun. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I like it. Uh, at first, it took me a second. Like the first two tries, I was like, "Why does everybody say they like this so much?" <laughs> yeah, I feel the same. Because I was like, "What is? Uh, there's like nothing here. It just felt so weird." Like, okay, yeah, we run around, we avoid a few traps, and then we go, and then it's done. But I didn't realize that you got to keep playing because it just keeps going more and more and more. And yeah. I was like, "Oh, now I get it. Now I understand. Now mm. I'm seeing." And it gets more difficult and stuff. And if you get more pots, you get more points, and then it's like even more at the end, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. So as far as it's a loot filled activity for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of loot. It's a lot of, it's a good place to go get stuff. Uh, Yeah. So it's that's out of the way. It's the type, it's the type (laughs) of activity that is like, um, if they never did uh, crafted weapons, that activity would be like, oh my God. This is the right. great, you're just yeah. filled yeah. with loot. And you're like, I got so many yeah. guns. I might not have gotten the best one, but I got so many to, to like look at. And, and maybe I got one that's a little bit better. And maybe I didn't. Yeah. And that's fine because I'm going to run another one. I'm going to get a bunch more guns. So it's a. And it's I, a, think that, I, I think that's another thing, too, is uh, some of the guns that are coming out of this activity, like you get from this activity. Mm-hmm. Uh, with specific roles, they're really good. Are they? <laughs> good to know. Yeah, there's a few. There's a couple that are really good. I don't think a lot of people are picking up on that. Uh, I mean, I, mean, I feel like they there's are. De- there's definitely a lot of YouTubers that will be like, "Oh, get this one. You got to have this one." Yeah. That kind of thing. But for the most part, as far as players' population goes as a whole, like I, I just don't feel like a lot of. I don't think there's enough attention on that. 
mm. specifically. Uh, I think it's just or like the, I think it's because when you have like your arsenal already like fleshed out, yeah, and, like, really, yeah, curated to you, it doesn't you matter what it. they yeah. bring in. It's like, yeah, that's yeah. good. I already have good. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not better. It's yeah. just very good. Yeah. It, uh, it, it's, man, it's just right back to it. You know, it's mm. just like that whole, like, what is the value <laughs> that we're placing on everything? And that's why uh, we used to have power levels. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that like, uh, dark below can't use anything from vanilla anymore. That's all left behind. And it's like, right, yeah, right. shit. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, after, after we do not come back with an egg, we get a hollow projector message from Petra. And she informs us that Riven's clutch has d- been uh, dispersed across the ley lines. Remember those? Those are fun. And yeah. uh, the Techians don't know how this happened, but they're able to predict where they'll be. <laughs> and so for mm. weeks now, it's been a question of who caused this. And there's like a lot of back and forth that like Mara has actually caused this. And the writing, uh, I'm going to kind of preview some of my negative emotions between like week one and week two. Uh, The writing kind of goes back on itself a little bit. And it felt like two people were writing the story and they were kind of writing it in different directions. So it butts heads a little bit. Er, and, and, And maybe it's just because it didn't have the full room to breathe, but I did play week one, week one, and then week two, week two, so I don't know how much more it really needed. Um, but in any case, so then we get to mission. Um, Polygamy. My handwriting is awful. Uh, yeah, so yeah. we we run a mission in the same location as the seasonal activity with some banter from Riven and Petra. It ends with Riven asking if this is just bait on the hook, uh, which is weird because she needs our help. Yeah. Like we're doing this for her and she's going, is this just bait on the hook? And it's like, well, you fucking tell us (laughs) we're here for you. You know, it's like, like, I know ultimately we're here to get the 15th wish granted, but yeah. And don't forget, remember in, in the first opening mission, um, Petra and the crow were talking to each other, Mm -hmm. but like, it's been a while since Petra's actually talked to crow and now crow knows he used yeah. to be Aldrin, and so Petra knows, and she has this line. So, like, remember when we always were like, "Who shot Crow or who shot Aldrin?" Mm-hmm. Is it the Guardian or Petra? She says she shot him. Oh, really? I missed that. That's a yeah. great catch. Yeah, yeah. So I got that when we were playing. I was like, "Oh no, wait, what? She yeah. shot him?" Because we were always wrestling with the fact that our Guardian shoot Aldrin yeah. or did Petra. I like that they made it sound uh, for those who didn't get to play Forsaken at the end when you have like Aldrin down in front of you, uh, the it, the screen goes black and the gunshot is heard. And it's 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 a mixture of the Ace of Spades gunshot as well as the Vestian Dynasty sidearm, both of which are yeah. what you and Petra were wielding. And so it's kind of left to be like, who did it? And there was a bunch of people who were like, I fucking did it. And (laughs) and I was not one of those people. I was like, like he's paying for his crimes. His crimes were against the reef. Killing Kate is fucked up, but his like crimes were against the reef. That's Petra's call to make. That's not my call to make. 
So that uh, was what brought me. That was what brought me back to it. Is because like what you said, uh, it made me reflect on it. Are we just bait on a hook? Like was that, you know, okay. were we debated in this whole thing anyway? <laughs> uh, and so then we have the Mara Osiris conversation. Were you oh, able to find this conversation? I couldn't get it. Uh, you, could, you couldn't find like, it, right? You were like, where the hell no. am I supposed to go? I thought yeah. it was glitched. I could not understand it. I saw people, uh, all the comments like on Reddit were very unhelpful because they were like, <laughs> just go go to the right down the stairs. And I'm like, I know where the fucking room is. I, I underneath the room. Yeah. So I got, so I got stupid. I was running around the top, like, and I kept going back yeah. to Riven. And I kept yeah, going I was back, back and forth. I was like, surely there's a doorway somewhere in Riven's room that'll bring me went, uh, the I correct way. Up, I even went upstairs to the war table, and you know that yep. little scannable that yep. we always scan when we're going by. That's nothing. I went yep. and scanned that again. Yep, I was doing <laughs> all of that too. Very frustrating. Uh, uh, kudos for Bungie for making the impossible to solve puzzle. It was it was very fun. Uh, Mara doesn't trust using Riven. <laughs> Neither does she trust using a Savathun wish. Osiris has been studying the veil to try to learn how to follow the witness. Yeah. Which solution yeah. will come first, Riven or Osiris? Who knows? Um, mm. it's, a lot of this is just like, is going to be repeating, which is my yeah. biggest gripe of seasonal story, where they kind of just keep telling you the same things. Um, yeah. So we go back to the spirit of Riven and have a conversation with her. She knows we're compare we're preparing a contingency plan and doesn't mind because she doesn't trust Mara either. Riven explains Ahamkara bargains uh, as mutual benefits, but then threatens us if we plan to break her half of the bargain. I don't mind that you're trying to figure a way out of not using my wish that you're bait on the hook, but don't you dare fucking do it. Like what? Right. I, you know, it's a, it's a lot of, a lot of confusion for me. Um, it's gotten better in this week in in week three. Uh, then we have our final week, uh, radio message, which they don't tell you about. So just as a reminder, when you're done with the week and it says uh wait for next week just go go to the radio right away the radio is there yeah. for you uh yeah, you and, get to hear it. yeah so then we have uh a crow radio message and he's confronting osiris about not trusting riven uh and for those who don't know again forsaken uh aldrin was manipulated by riven uh crow now has aldrin's memories so the whole Forsaken story is basically that Riven was manipulating Crow, pretending to be Mara, speaking to him with Mara's voice, pushing him down this path of effectively creating the scorn and then destroying parts of the reef and unlocking yeah. Riven and like all this shit. So he's got some trauma with Riven. It's very understanding uh, as to why she's not trusting him, why he's yeah. not trusting her. What Sorry, got that backwards. No worries, but yeah, uh, that's a good that's a good uh, that's a good parallel to know too because of the dungeon, you know, and what's happening in the dungeon with the uh, the scorn. I mean, mm -hmm. ultimately, you know, Aldrin <laughs> like was integral in in creating the scorn, which actually gets brought up on week three as well, uh, which is yeah. fun. And so 
so now that we have week one uh, complete, I do want to kind of pause before we get into week two. Um, so a lot so far has just kind of been like rehashing the events of Forsaken. This is the first yeah. time that I feel like a story got reskinned. <laughs> what are your thoughts yeah. on it? Yeah, I feel the same thing. I, I feel the same thing. Uh, I I also feel like um, as far as the story goes in Forsaken, it was very... Um, I, okay, so Forsaken on its own was magnificent, wonderful, yeah, awesome. It was. And, and, and the lore was fantastic. That also being agree. said... That being said, uh, I don't think most people were digesting Forsaken and the lore as heavily as they should have been. I, I know agree. for one, I know for one, Bife uh, as as a whole, you know, his YouTube channel was was pretty dormant at that time. So maybe he's like a major source for a lot of people's uh, lore content. Even even Mylan at the time was wrestling with you know uh, a lot of the like, do I put this out on content and whatnot. So a lot of the big people, mm -hmm. I just bring them up in particular because a lot of the big people weren't covering it. And I was sitting there reading it like, dang, there's well, so much crazy stuff happening. I don't know what the hell's going on. I think, I think, I think what, why they might not have been uh, covering it is because we were able to read ahead and they were yeah, feeling like a moral yeah. obligation to not spoil to it. To not do it. Yeah. Um, but then the that, problem yeah. was is the next stuff came out by that time, and so we just kind of glossed all over it, right? We just yeah. ran to the next season. Yeah, yeah, and that was that was that was another thing. Um, Forsaken was uh, the first season, and it was season of the outlaw. No one calls it yeah. season of the outlaw. No. <laughs> uh, but uh, then it was Black Armory, which was season yeah. of the forge, and yeah. exactly by. By the time we were in, I think, Season of the Drifter, which was the, the third season, um, we were still getting Forsaken Story content. And it was yep. like, it was a, such a long drip feed. So, I, yeah, that's that was that was something as as great as season, so much was. And then Season of the Hunt, it was just like, why are you guys not covering this stuff? I mean, there's oh, so much. Season of the Hunt. Do you know what I mean, though? Like, God. It went undying. There, uh, wait, it, it went. It went drifter opulence undying. You you jumped the yeah, whole fucking year was and a half. Such a big. That's what I'm saying. Opulence oh, was okay. such a big big event, and then all of a sudden, season of the hunt came out. And people were like, "Eh." I'm like, "No, there's stuff here we need to talk about too." I undying. Felt like there were undying came after opulence. No, I'm just saying. By the time season of the hunt came out, people weren't. Oh, okay. uh, it was like forsaken all over again. Like people oh. were talking about the lore. Oh, okay. Okay. It was like another little uh, dark spot. Yeah. Uh, of just not talking about it. Yeah, and now and then, like last season, when we're seeing Wrathborn, and everyone's like, "Why are Why are there fallen fighting for Savathun or for for uh, Zivu or Wrath?" And it's like the Wrathborn. Did What's you not? That? Did you not play a whole season <laughs> where everything in the fucking world was a Wrathborn? Right. Um, right. So to yeah. say it like you said it. So to say that they're reskinning um, the lore. No, I, I feel I, bad. I agree for, with for coining that. <laughs> okay, but that's okay. But it's a good. It's a good. I mean, you know, we're not using it in a, a mean way. It's kind of like an an idea, right? So yeah, when they're using when they're reusing the lore uh, or bringing it back and stretching it out like they have, 
this is well, this is a thing. This I think there's a, a difference. There's a difference between like bringing it up again and saying like, "Hey, remember these events that happened?" Yeah. and and being like, "This season is kind of just rehashing these events, piece yeah. by piece by piece by piece, to the point where we're actually running a blind well." Yeah. running one of the curse weeks like we're yeah. doing the things that were in forsaken that have actually been pulled out oh of the game God. people were so people were so mad when they went right back to the blind well at the very beginning yeah. they were like oh uh-uh, no no and budgie had to be like you're only going to do it one more time don't worry yeah <laughs> they had to come out and say it yeah. it's crazy I do kind of get it because the blind well isn't a free activity. You have to use the currency and not many people had those currencies to spare like me. So I, I went in there, I had my, my unstable (laughs) charges and I was like in and out. I got it done in two, but I can imagine there were some people, unlucky people who only had tier one charges and they were just (laughs) in there getting fucking 10% or 20% completions. Who knows how fucking low that shit was. I had so much stacked up in my inventory that I never deleted that it just, I went in and it was done the first time. Yeah. Everyone said I was a fool. Who's laughing now? <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Uh, so then that will bring us to week two. Yep. Um, week two opens up Riven with Riven. Uh, Riven informs us that another egg is approaching and asks us to question why they were all cast dun, dun, dun. to the ley lines. And she throws Mara under the bus as a manipulator capitalizing <laughs> on our situation. Uh, and Riven just wants her kind to live on. What does Mara and Riven's quoted saying stand to gain? And it's like, it's weird that she's saying that because what Mara stands to gain is the final shape not happening. Right. Like, like it's um, almost like a duh. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 <laughs> it, and it's like, it's because it's like, I know it's like a, a common, like, Oh, they're secretly the villain or like uneasy ally type where it's like, but what are they getting out of this? And it's like, yeah. well, when your common goal is the st- stopping the destruction of absolutely everything, that's kind of what they're getting out of it. Right. Like, right. like right. what more can she get out of it? better relations with humans like the reef is in the city now we have actual reef representation in the city she's a full ally now she's not even an uneasy ally this might have worked like a year ago where it was like oh do we do we trust her what are what are our thoughts about mara but now it's like no we're in it with mara she has proven herself to be on our side yeah yeah it's so weird too, because then a, you gotta like wrestle with the concept that you know she's just like impossibly old compared yeah. to everybody else, and like I don't know, it, it's and just crazy. It, it's kind of just like doubting Eris at this point, where it's like, how much does she need to do? You know. <laughs> uh and so we have our mission tautology. Next. Yes. Uh, and yeah. Mara and Riven butt heads with us in the middle. Uh, uh, Mara and Riven butt heads with us in the middle. Riven is pissed about Mara looking for a different path to getting what we want. So Mar- so Riven is letting Taken come after us. Something that uh, Riven could have yeah. prevented, I guess. But again, Riven was okay with us taking a different path. 
in week one. Why is she mad now? Like it's that's 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 where I'm like a little bit confused with these these yeah. first two weeks. Um, Riven seems to be lying about a lot, which of course she is. Uh, first, she's okay with Mara looking for another way. Next, it's cheating her out of a bargain. First, it's Mara hid the eggs, so we'd rely on Mara. But then, why go on the different path? So, 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 Riven's basically saying Mara's the one who cast out the eggs that she didn't know existed onto the ley lines. But she doesn't actually want you to get them. She wants you to listen to Osiris. But she's making uh, you get them to so that you owe her a favor, so that she's the one who's Riven's basically saying the only person who can help you get the get the eggs is Mara. And yeah. that makes her suspicious. That makes her the one who cast them out. And she's continuously helping us get the eggs. It's not like she's like, I'm the only one who can do this, and I'm not doing it. That'd be one thing, if that's what Mara's Mara's angle was. But she's like, and we have to do it. And it's like, I don't want to do it, but we have to do it. I'm going to do it. Let's just hope Osiris is faster than we are at getting these eggs. And it's just like, yeah, Mara's fucking on our side. Like, I don't know. Maybe, Maybe other people... I don't want to be mean and say maybe other people are stupid, but like maybe other people are falling for this uh, from Riven. <laughs> and so uh, after the mission, we what have else holo- does she have to do to prove <laughs> herself? <laughs> yeah. How many awoken did she let die in the Taken King oh just God. to keep us safe? For real. And all for of real. her harbingers except for one. Yeah, she exploded her harbibis into the dreadnought. Yeah. Uh, so then we have her hollow projector with Petra. Uh, harbingers can traverse the ley lines, and Mara has uh, a personal harbinger. And so, actually, about that, I remember yep. them saying in the Taken King that they sent the last of their harbingers, implying all of them, into the dreadnought. But now yep. we're getting told there's one more, and it's Mara's personal harbinger. Do you recall that as well? I do. I remember that in the lore, it was these. That was basically just like you said. Yeah. uh, These are the. There's a finite amount of harbingers, and these were all of them. Yeah. Right. I I do remember. I do remember. I do remember something though saying that there was one left, just for because there was a line or something about we sent forward all the harbingers, but we have to keep one. You know, because the one help the other ones go forward or something like that see i remember them saying that she was sending all the harbingers into the dreadnought but that they were gonna lay eggs or something so that they could grow that was yeah so that was the (laughs) that was the thing that we the community kind of came up with right because is uh, it well yeah because uh okay so originally we didn't know what the harbingers were doing supplanting because that was the word or or there was a word that was similar to supplant and so we were like okay the harbingers were supplanted into the uh dreadnought for what reason because that's how mara came back Hmm. remember yeah yeah okay yeah. In any so, case, uh, maybe there's a hiccup. Maybe it's on us. Maybe it's on Bungie. Uh, Mara has one Harbinger left. Hooray. Um, she has a personal Harbinger, 
and can adjust the course of and this harbinger can adjust the course of the next egg but it needs a starlight lodestone whatever the fuck that right is. so uh, that's a word so i looked those two up they don't exist it's basically one word that was split into two words mm-hmm. so that you could get an idea of what they're talking about there is a word called a lodestar okay and so a lodestar so real quick what they're what they mean by that is we can look it up real quick because i will butcher it but a lodestar is ding ding, ding. um basically Oh crap! Here it is. I'm sorry. I'm, I don't mean to. I don't mean to cut you. I I feel yep, like I should yep, yep. cut you off. You know, lodestones are a real thing. Yes, I do. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. But but what what I'm getting at is there's there's two words that are being used here on purpose because lodestone is like um you know it's like a like a magnet. Thing. It's an it's a natural. Yeah, magnet. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a natural magnet that, you know, and so there's this idea of the wrestling with the dark and that even came up in the veil containment, by the way. Wait, oh my god. What? That just came up in the veil containment too. Oh crap. Wait a is second. Is there a new veil containment? I just spiraled. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh well, no, I mean it was It was, was old it veil it? containment. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it came up in the um the veil containment, veil containment, veil containment. There was a thing there was a thing between Nimbus and uh Osiris. Okay. Uh okay, 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 okay. Sorry I'm doing this on our podcast. Um yeah, I yeah, took yeah. Okay, I took Starlight is. Lodestone just to mean fancy fancy paracausal magnet. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. That's exactly okay. what it is. We'll just leave it at that because I won't <laughs> I won't butcher I won't butcher the show with with some long winded lore. But anyway, they're both two they're they're two separate things, but they're also the same thing. It, it's neat because like if you think of Mara in a cosmic sense with ley lines in the universe and being able to traverse this parallel uh existence on these uh ley lines you know with her techians and being able to like you know anyway it's really cool because there are two words the starlight and the lodestone and if you put them together you've got the lodestar which is also another cosmologic or a cosmic um you know uh thing anyway this goes back this goes back to veil containment because there is okay so nimbus uh osiris says Chioma Essi was researching the entanglement of light and dark without fully understanding e- e- either. Okay. Our ghosts are linked to the light of the traveler. Then how was the witness able to, on numerous occasions, communicate through them? Nimba says, is this about the uh, magnets thing? The parallel energy fields, right? Osiris says, very good. In areas of the darkness, the witness is able to create a link, not unlike what it created with the veil at the trap and the traveler. And then he goes on to say that the Vex are able to hack the cloud arc or, or, or Nemesis says the Vex are able to cloud, uh, hack the cloud arc. Osiris says, I believe that connection may not be one-sided. I believe that our ghosts may be able to leverage this connection against it. And then Nimbus says, turns the enemy, turn the enemy's weapon against them. Well, that sounds great, but how? And then Osiris says, I don't know. <laughs> but okay but uh but that's where we're that's where we're at right now with this season because we're trying to figure out or osiris is trying to figure it out before it's too late yeah and i mean based on magnet, based on week three magnet. it's not working 
Yeah, exactly. But the magnet things, that's that's where that that's that's good because we're on the right track right there. Yeah. Because if you think about it, like when they tried to take the veil and bring it to the traveler, it yeeted the traveler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, we're we're told we need a starlight lodestone, uh, which is fancy paracausal magnet naturally occurring. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> and Petra compares the state of the Dreaming City and its curse to the final shape. How everyone is kind of stuck in what they're doing and it, it it is similar it is it is also very different um but i do see the comparison being made so to get this the starlight lodestone we have to run the chamber of starlight uh lost sector chamber of starlight lodestones i'm imagining is is the full name uh and so petra reminisces in the lost sector about one of the rituals she'd been a part of there uh when we finish the lost sector she mentions that the uh, the boys will actually the boss will actually return. Whether this is due to the Dreaming City curse or the fact that they're taken, however, is unknown. So that's what I thought. That was something that I, I wanted to make a note of. What do you think it is? Because we have very few instances in which bosses actually return. People used to think like back in in Destiny One. Uh, Vault of Glass, for example, that when we fight Atheon, he comes back because they like rewrote time so that he's back. Yeah. Like, no, when we fight, <laughs> yeah. when we fought Atheon, he's dead forever. The, right. the reason you can fight him a second time is because it's a video game and it would be boring right. <laughs> if it was only once. <laughs> right. Uh, I, but I, still, this... I still do like I still like I still like the uh, idea that when we're in the Vault of Glass, like so all of that when we're in the vault of glass all of that is true um but like i like the idea that uh there have been so many attempts at taking down atheon that there's just random fragments of little bitty ghosts floating in mm -hmm. the air and stuff like that i like those little ideas those are cool yeah. or like or like when people said um the oh, what were they the uh the um what are they called the uh the Templar? Dang it. Yeah, and, and the, the harpies. The oracles? That were, the supplicants? Yeah, no, the harpies. They thought the harpy. Yeah, the harpies thought they thought the harpies were taken. Those are cool little ideas. Yeah, at one time they thought the harpies in the. Um, what were they called? I have no idea. You know, the things that look at you and you die. They, they write you out of existence. Oh, the Gorgons. Yeah, yeah people people mates. did think they were taken. You're right. Yeah. Because of the uh <laughs> the Taken Hydra had the same color scheme that was also yeah. found in the Gorgon's maze. Yeah. I like those little ideas. Yeah. Man, I forgot about the Gorgons. I haven't run Vault of Glass in fucking forever. It's been a minute. Uh, so after we run the Lost Sector, there's a Crow and Petra conversation. Crow is very upset about striking another bargain with an uneasy ally. Crow talks about his Aldrin memories and how Petra manipulated him, or not Petra, I'm sorry, about how Riven manipulated him into creating the curse. Uh, Petra reassures Crow that Riven, anyone, is worth, or, or that <clears throat> reassures, reassures Crow that working with Riven with anyone is worth whatever risk it it means 
whatever the risk is, if it means stopping the witness in the final shape. Sorry, that was so hard for me to read. Uh, <laughs> then we have a hollow message from Osiris, where Osiris shares his new knowledge about the veil. Uh, Osiris knows what the veil did in creating the portal that the witness went through, but not how to do it again. And mm. we have our uh, our Riven conversation, where Riven tells us that the next eggs will be harder to get, and that Mara and Olgren's ambition is why she stayed with them so long. And she's quoted saying, I know, I knew from the first moment I set eyes on a light bearer that your kind would change everything for the Ahamkara. And that's, that's something. I, oh. I, uh, that, I, okay, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember that. I'm gonna come back to that. Okay. And uh, so if you missed it last week, I'm sure you got it this week. But last week we had our radio message from Shex. And yeah. so I am a huge fan of this theory. And I'm yeah, I am I, positive it's wrong, uh, but I'm not giving up on it. That Shax is Lord Shax is actually a reincarnated uh, Shakespeare. That's hilarious. Yeah. So it's <laughs> Shax. So like he woke up in front of his grave and his grave was broken. So it's it's S H A K S Shax. And he's like, oh, I guess that's my name. Shakespeare. That's hilarious. Yeah. That is and hilarious. So when you have this radio message, it reads like Shakespeare. It's here. Here he is fucking like, you know, speaking. And yeah. so uh, Shakespeare writes a poem uh, <laughs> to Mara, begging her to bring him to her side once once again, confessing his admiration, blah, 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 blah. You know, just really piling like it on. pouring it on thick yeah and what's funny about this is it's really kind of playing into the whole uh community trying to ship mara and shacks together because of the helmet stayed on lore. which has been debunked already and this yeah, made yeah. me go oh wait wait what exactly yeah <laughs> and uh so then mara rejects him just flat out and yeah. says uh says riven he doesn't even sound like that and i'm like oh and, like I, I, I was had. That was yeah, amazing. I, I was yeah, completely was blown away. Uh, and so Riven starts laughing and uh, changes her voice, and um, she offers instead uh, to do someone closer to Mara, Mara, implying mm -hmm. sure Ido, which Mara gets yep. really fucking pissed about. Really pissed off. Yeah. Um, because so, like at the heart of it, that was a very um, that was a very intimate moment between Shax and, and Morrow. Shax was basically reading the Tempest to Morrow, mm -hmm. which was in honor of sure that she was lamenting the loss mm -hmm. of. So anyway. Uh, and so the reason I say, like, I feel like it's not ever going to be true that Shax is Shakespeare is because he was speaking like Shakespeare and Mara said he doesn't even sound like that. And I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. That was it. I was like, I like it. when I heard it, I was like, I knew it. I fucking knew it. I fucking <laughs> knew it. I heard him just like being Shakespeare. And I was, I was so excited. He doesn't even sound well, like I, that dreams crush. I personally, I personally do love it though. That's funny and awesome. 
Well, you know, shacks is a real thing, though, right? Like in uh, mythologies and, no. and stuff like that. Yeah, so shacks without the extra X, as we know it in English language, is a demon that brings forth all the other demons from hell. And oh, shit. The only, yeah, and the only way to get shacks to do your bidding is to draw a circle on the ground around him, her, slash demon, and to make them do whatever you want to do. Fascinating. I wonder how that's ever yeah. going to come into play. Exactly, because you think about you think about him. He's still a warlord, and he's sitting there in the vanguard, uh, affiliated with us, and he's totally super chill, and everybody loves him, and he does really fight for us and do whatever thing. But what's above him? Ahamkara. Yeah. And in any case, skull up there. That brings us to week three. Uh, week two was a short one. I remember playing it and I was like, I liked how yeah, short it was. It was. I, I liked that it was just like quick and easy. Uh, week three was a little bit longer because uh, the Techians began work on the lodestone, but they need our help. The Aham and uh, so this is Riven talking to us, uh, but they need our help. And so Riven goes on. And I'm going to get into the theory right now. Um, yeah. Riven goes on about how. Uh, we're always helping others who can't help themselves and, and says perhaps it's the, or she says, blah, 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 the Ahamkara in you, perhaps implying that like Ahamkara are also ones who help others who can't help themselves. And then we're instructed mm. to run a coil to attune the lodestone. And so, when she said the Ahamkara in you, perhaps I thought, what if she means it like literally? I thought the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you, yeah, I knew I you would love this theory. I wasn't sure if I you would get it as thing. well. So yeah. years ago we got the treasure Island, uh, yeah. lore book, the Cade's journal lore book in this lore book on one of the earlier, uh, pages here is uh scribbles from Cade where he talks about his time as an exo in the golden age and so this is the earliest uh information we have on ahamkara not earliest in the game but earliest uh timeline wise yeah we were there for these ahamkara parasitic reptilian critters that appear appeared out of thin air inexplicable genome new proteins so much potential uh, so the earliest thing that we knew about them in terms of timeline is that they're parasitic critters. And mm -hmm. so the very obvious thing is like, oh, well, of course they're parasitic. They feed on our wishes, the aspirations, the dreams, you know, there's the potential energy, stuff like that. Um, but as I was saying, uh, and I hope it actually made it into the episode <laughs> because that was where it kind of got cut. Um, <laughs> I couldn't let go about the fact that a part of the Ahamkara's life cycle is that they die, like seemingly with pleasure of that death, and not yep. just Ahamkara, but like Akka. When when uh, Arix killed Akka, Akka was pleased in the death, yeah. knowing that yeah. he created this like symbiosis with Oryx and. How many fucking Ahamkara do we have under our be belt now? You know, like, it's, exactly. it's not looking good for us. And so yeah. 
I was thinking these these creatures don't exist purely in a physical space. I think they exist in both a physical and like a metaphysical. And yep. it's very hard to wrap your heads around that because it's it's basically just fucking make believe, right? They exist in reality <laughs> and in make believe at the same time. And so yeah. that makes me think what if they can't what if their that duality is needed in their birth cycle as well? So they have a physical egg and they have like a parasitic connection. So it's like so while the egg is physically there, what if it's like it's like actually gro- like kind of, I don't want to go so far as to say like chest bursters from fucking aliens. Yeah, yeah, aliens. But yeah. but like, what if it's kind of like that? Like the Ahamkara is technically feeding on on this unborn Ahamkara is feeding on us from the inside right now. And so, Absolutely. Uh, I brought this up with my clan, and they said, obviously, parasitic could very easily mean that they're feeding on our ambitions. And so my clan mate Dan said. And I, I countered it and said how, like, uh, while they're eating a metaphysical source, they're doing it from actions of a physical. So I'm thinking, how do you incubate something that exists in physicality as well as metaphysicality? And he had said, uh, in the mind of the physical being while it's still alive. No. Right? That's good. Right? How fucking great is that? In the mind of the physical being while it's still alive. And so Riven's planting her eggs in our, her metaphysical eggs in our heads right now. Dude, that's really good. Right? So she created a desire in our minds since she can't manifest her own. And now her powers can manifest her eggs based on our thoughts and desires. That's that's what he said. So that's how they they propagate parasitically. They parasitize our thoughts to get what they want by planting their ability to procreate in the mind of a sentient being that can be goaded into wanting the eggs to be real and hatch. That's so good. That's so, so good. So Riven's like, haha, I've actually had many eggs this whole time and you need to find them. And guess what? They're not there. <gasps> But I want them to be there. I need them to be there. And now they're now there. they are. Yeah. Right? Holy crap. That's How great is I that? I love this. That's I love so that. good. That's my, my clanmate Dan there putting it into much better words than I had. I had like that, that, so that half a thought of like, I know, I, I know I'm there. I know I'm there. And he's just like, I got it. I love it. It's, it's Dude, great, that's right? So good. Yeah. Because we thought we killed all the eggs. We thought we got yep. rid of all the eggs. We thought, you know, we willed them out of existence. And now we're willing them back into existence. Yep. We are wishing oh, for dude. those fucking eggs. We were played. And that actually yeah. kind of wraps back to week one where where uh, she's being all, all upset about how, yep. uh, like, who's really causing these eggs to be on the ley lines. And it's like, she was. She's literally yep. telling us to doubt Mara because she is because they're never th- they were never there in the first place. And yeah. going through the notes at the end of week two, she goes, I knew from the first moment I set eyes on a light bearer that your kind would change everything for the Ahamkara. Whatever's next, I think it is going to be like aliens. Uh, 
for those who don't know, the xenomorph, it's a parasitic uh, <clears throat> creature that will, uh, its life cycle involves planting an egg, laying an egg that... In a host. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they they lay the egg, the physical oh, yeah, egg, they lay the egg, and then the face Chest hugger... Well, yeah, the face hugger comes out of the egg, and it plants, plants an egg seed. into into a physical host. And the inside the host will now adopt some of their attributes. So, yep. like the aliens that first planted the egg that implanted in humans to the xenomorphs that we know were different. So, like you put it in a human, you get something different. You put it in a dog, you get it something different. You put Ooh. it in uh, a this or that, you put you get something different. Ooh. So here's Riven. Going, ooh, ooh, I'm gonna put some eggs in a light bearer and see what happens. Yep, what happens? Holy shite! Right? Yes. Holy oh, I'm shite. so excited. Oh, this is this. It's been so long since I've had a theory that I've just been like, like shaking with excitement for. Yeah, and this is it. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Wow. So let's I'm continue on with the week. It. Uh, run a coil. I ran a coil that went on for 40 fucking minutes. It's a fun activity, but Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's I was just long. like, guys, can we die? Can we, <laughs> can we just not anymore, please? Like, I need to get out of here. I got things to do. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, you run the coil, you tune, you attune the lodestone, you have your hollow projector with Petra. We did invaluable work. Now Mara can speak to the last harbinger to guide the eggs back. We're sent on the quest to clear the area for her communion. And so this is why I said we're actually getting the story uh, reskinned. Because we're just doing the the curse cycle quest, the oracle engine, where you go to the spider yeah, curious. And, and yeah. it's just like, all right, I guess. Yeah. Gee, thanks, guys. Yeah. Um... And so then we have the mission Enthamimi. Enthamim. Do you know how to pronounce that? Enthamim. Enthamim. Yeah, Enthamim. That's probably it. Enthamim. Anathem. Yeah, Anthem Anathem. Enthamim. That's probably fucking <laughs> it. Uh, in this yeah. mission, uh, Riven mocks Crow a bunch. Uh, uh, mocks Crow a bunch because of his forsaken mistakes. Basically, just rubbing his nose in it. Which is yeah. which is pretty fucked up, um, and uh, we witness an encounter with Mara and Crow, and this was actually a very touching encounter. Uh, Mara apologizes for Riven being a, a a dick to Crow, and Crow talks about how uh, strong his connection was and still is with Mara. Uh, Crow Crow calls Mara his sister. And Mara relates it to the uh, Ager and Rega story that we learned uh, maybe like a year ago now. The Ager Scepter uh, 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 trace rifle yeah. that we got from it. Yeah. And uh, Crow says, we stood together as the world collapsed around us. And Mara said, and we'll stand together again. Talking about how when they were literally floating in space together as the witness came in, causing the collapse, and Mara told the witness, fuck you, we're not a part of this. And he said, or, or it said, <laughs> all right, sure. And gave them the distributary. Yep. So good stuff. That was cool. Uh, we have our hollow projector with Osiris and Osiris is still struggling to utilize the veil. 
but struggles as it changes based on the consciousnesses connected to it. So basically you have all these people like dreaming and having like emotions and stuff like all the mm-hmm. like uh, brain waves. And because of that, the veil is never exactly the same. So he doesn't really have a way to, to study it. And he doesn't think that we could replicate what the witness did and says, Riven may be our only option. Yeah. So we yeah. go back to Riven, and Riven talks about how often humans uh, want to connect to each other and how Amkara are more solitary. Uh, more uh, they more focused on eating. Like their their whole objective is just to continue eating, 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 uh, unless attracted by a mate. And and so so that's something that that given what we were just talking about makes me wonder. Did Riven have a mate to have these eggs? Was Riven's mate a fellow Ahamkara? Or is mate kind of just like her playing with with words with us? And it's like, was yeah. her mate a light bearer? It's, it, are we her mate, effectively? Because we are the one. That's a good idea. Yeah. You know? Because you, you say that you go from wanting to eat to wanting to mate, but you don't want to connect to other Ahamkara, and they 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 she literally says how they're solitary. Yep. You know, uh, so that can go one of two ways. Uh, she goes on to say, if they were more united, they might have survived the great hunt. And then lastly, we have our radio with Petra, where Petra calls out to Osiris to ask about the Strand uh, and and kind of confronts Osiris saying, like, you can wield Strand, can't you? And Osiris is like, oh, my God, how did how did you know that? Uh, <laughs> Petra talks about her past, how uh, she went to become a Techian, but ended up dropping out and then became a Corsair when the wolves revolted and how she wants to become better and do more than just react. Uh, so yeah. she seems to want to wield strand in my opinion. What are your thoughts on that? Could be. I mean, she has some uh, cool abilities already, so she does. Not? Yeah. And I would love to see, I would love to see uh, given, given the surroundings of like stasis and strand and how like pretty much anyone can use them. I'd love to see people just being like, all right, I'm going to pick up fucking strand. I'm going to pick up stasis and I'm not a guardian, but like, I'm going to have tools to fight with on like a a level playing field. Good stuff. Very, very good. Uh, I do want to send, say thank you again to my clanmate, Dan, for, for really locking in that theory for me, because it it felt like the type of thing where I was like, "Mm, I like it, but I'm not sure it's there yet. And with, with the words that Dan uh, added to it, it's, absolutely fucking locked it in it was so good i loved it well so that's that's gonna be it for us this week it's hard to keep track since we had to restart the show because i usually look at the time <laughs> but i'm a little confused on it now um in any case our next episode will be on sunday the 31st and so you will not see us over this christmas break uh, so I just want to say, uh, what else is happening? Because there, there's Christmas uh, on the 25th. There's uh, Festivus on the 23rd. It's currently Saturnalia. So happy Saturnalia. I think it'll be fine. 
Wait, what? No, I was looking at the calendar. <laughs> oh, no, um, I was just trying to say, like, I was just trying to, uh, because, because Hanukkah's over. So happy, happy belated Hanukkah. Yep. Happy holidays uh, in general. Yeah. yeah. Uh, saying happy holidays is lazy. You should just, you should just say the holiday it currently is. Happy, happy Saturnalia. Tell me happy Saturnalia. <laughs> happy, uh, happy, happy Novemberitude. Oh, wait, that's over. Happy Decemberitude. Decemberitude. Novemberitude? I don't know that one. I think you're supposed to celebrate it a month after. Novemberitude. That's not a thing. You just made me Google something that literally doesn't exist. I've never. <laughs> do you know how hard it is to get zero results? That's funny, dude. Now you'll have one. Keep messing the algorithm up. There's a 13th month that we're just all glossing over anyway. If you say so. In any case, uh, have a good one, everybody. If you uh, came in late and you want to listen to the show, it's going to be where it always is. Find us on Twitter at Loose Cannon Show. If you need more, uh, that'll be it. We'll see you on the 31st. Bye. Bye.